Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Wednesday, December 14th. It is six minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And I see your true colors shining through. I see your true colors. That's why I love you. I, during the break, I told Kevin, I said, whenever you meet the woman that you think you're supposed to be with, mm-hmm. when you when you try to seal the deal, yeah. you just walk up to her and you start quoting Cindy Lauper's true colors, but you don't sing it. You just say it say as though those thoughts mm-hmm. have come directly off the top of your head. Well, the song starts out with you with the sad eyes. Don't be discouraged. So hopefully, Kevin, when you meet the love of your life, she won't have sad eyes. That is that is uh, sound advice mm-hmm. from both of you guys. Now, we're mentioning Cindy Lauper because, and, and I, I don't know how you feel about this, Casey, but when I think about serious governmental press conference, like there are is a huge issue of monumental importance facing our nation. Nothing tells me that our government is acting in a serious and professional manner like sending Cindy Lauper up to the podium to yeah. deliver information. Yeah, so the White House again drew on celebrity activists. Uh, it wasn't Matthew McConaughey. No, this time it was Cindy Lauper. She performed and spoke also briefly to reporters after Joe Biden signed into law the Respect for Marriage Act. So- okay, so, so let's remind everybody of what has happened here because this is this is the most government thing ever. So... The government, first of all, has no business in marriage whatsoever, whether you want to have a heterosexual marriage, a homosexual marriage, a transsexual marriage, whatever. The government has no right to tell you who you can have any contract with. You don't need permission. You don't need a Respect for Marriage Act. You don't need a Defense of Marriage Act. That is a contract between you and another person and whatever religious institution that chooses to honor that. I have an opinion on marriage, but it doesn't matter because my personal opinion is different from whether the state should be involved in something or not. And if a church chooses to honor something that I don't agree with, Mm -hmm. I don't have to interact and would not interact with that church. And so you have the government being involved in something that it's not supposed to be involved in there's nothing in the enumerated powers that list marriage the 18 things 18 ish things the federal government is supposed to do that lists marriage anywhere anyhow but we of course give government all sorts of power it's not supposed to have so that's the first part the second part is a decade ago Mm -hmm. because i was working in the state of indiana when this came down it's been almost a decade that the supreme court said you may marry Whoever you want to marry. Mm -hmm. And since then, there has, not that I'm aware of, maybe somebody can point it to me, no serious, hardcore, legitimate challenge to that from any sort of legitimate governmental institution, right? It wasn't like, because Mike Pence was governor when that came down. It was not like Mike Pence got a uh, an army of people and went to the Supreme Court building in Washington, D.C. His answer was, I don't agree with this, but it is the law. Let's go. If Mike Pence goes along with it, then anybody's going along with it. So you have something the government has no business in, and you have something that is not a problem, right? Nobody is saying 
no government institution, no government body, no city, no state, no nothing that we're trying to overturn gay marriage. And yet these people are throwing themselves a parade and there are people who are throwing the parade for them, Mm -hmm. thinking they have done something noble to steal a phrase from Governor Holcomb, when in reality, they have simply once again solved a problem that did not exist because they can't solve any real problem. Yep. Obama was president. And do you remember the White House was lit up oh, in, yes. in a rainbow? Oh, I remember. So the Senate passed this bill 61 to 36 in late November, and 12 Republicans supported it, including our very own Senator Todd Young. Oh, that's right. Yep. Which is part of the reason, well, the main reason why the Cass County Republicans censured him. But to your point... So we've got things going on in the world. China is making this trade deal with Saudi Arabia over oil. You've got tensions rising between China and Taiwan. You've got Putin again threatening the use of nuclear bombs. We have the highest inflation we've had in 40 years. But let's throw a party to pass a bill which wasn't necessary because we already had one a decade ago. Okay, so we're going to play this. And so then they send Cindy Lauper up there, who I believe she is. I think she's gay, right? She's not bisexual. I think she's I, I would assume gay. so. If I'm, if I'm misquoting that, I'm terribly sorry. Because True Colors and Time After Time are two of the 30 greatest songs ever written. So I'm very sorry if indeed I'm making that m- mistake. But she's one of the two, uh, I believe. But they send her up there. Mm-hmm. And I, I tweeted this last night. This people cheerleading government solving non-existent problems and cheerleading that government is involved in something they don't have the the power to be involved in is a total indictment of the public education system and how little we teach kids and i would love to know after we play this does this woman really believe the garbage she's spewing or is just this just another opportunity to go look at me and celebrate that i'm different than you Hi, I just um, I just want to tell you I came here because I wanted to say thank you to President Biden, um, Speaker Pelosi, Vice President Harris, and all the advocates and his team for for once our families, mine and a lot of my friends and people you know, sometimes your neighbors, we can rest easy tonight because our families are validated and because now we're allowed to love who we love, which sounds odd to say. So we're validated and we can love who we love, Mm -hmm. which the reality is the day before, the week before, Mm -hmm. the month before, the year before, the year before that, the year before that, the year before (laughs) that, the year, I forgot how many years I'm on, but year before that, she still could have done Mm -hmm. all of these things. Mm -hmm. So you are elated that your government facing 9,000 pressing issues solved a non-existent problem. Do mm-hmm. I have that clear? You're right on track. You were not validated until the government said this problem that does not exist where you won't be able to do anything different than you're doing today. We have... That's what validates you? Well, don't you recall her beating the drum on this? I mean, don't you remember her in front of throngs of people, <sighs> crowds, and, and just going at this day after day after day until this was passed? You don't, you don't remember that? I, I, I don't recall that because the only, oh. thing, the only thing, the way I recall it happening was- Because it didn't happen. Clarence Thomas 
saying, and probably rightfully so, that the Oberfeld decision should be revisited in the sense of we're justifying something the government doesn't have power over. And this is what I keep trying to tell people. If you are LGBTQ or an activist or whatever, you are making an egregious mistake by celebrating these people because you are giving them the power over something they don't have the power to do. And when you do that, which we do all the time, if we like the outcome, that is why the government is Pac-Man. It must keep eating in order for the game to continue. And you morons are doing all the rest of us a huge giant disservice in terms of liberty and freedom. Okay, speaking of the government has to keep eating... How about taking your money and sending out flyers? It is 14 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So you tweeted this out yesterday. Meet Jeff Thompson. He controls money in Indiana government. He felt it would be a good use of tens of thousands of your tax dollars to send you a card with his photo and some kids sledding. (laughs) And that's what it is. Yes, so there's, this, a, there's a QR code on there where you can share your feedback. Did you try doing that? Uh, now, here is the laughable thing about that. I would venture to say Jeff Thompson, because I know Jeff Thompson. Mm-hmm. I've had many terrible conversations with Jeff Thompson because he is my terrible state representative. Mm-hmm. Barely can operate a cell phone, much less a QR code. <laughs> so that we talked about last week how my senator sent me this mailer and we got the math on it and it's probably somewhere uh, uh, upwards of $15,000 now of cost for every senator and house member to send these out to their constituents which is when you figure there's 150 members of the legislature millions of dollars a year we did the did the math on this and through some pub, some public information and Jeff Thompson is the Ways and Means Chair, which means he controls money. He controls the budget in the state of Indiana. And this mailer, at least John Crane, my senator, mm-hmm. asked me ridiculously stupid questions like, I've taken more of your money than I need. Should I spend it or give it back to you? At least there was a question for me to fill out. Mm-hmm. Jeff Thompson's mailer is a bunch of children going down a sled mm-hmm. and his photo and his contact information. Mm-hmm. And the backside of it says... Uh, call me if you got anything you want to discuss. Call me if you got anything you want to discuss. <laughs> 15000 I don't know, maybe more now, dollars for a photo of Jeff Thompson, some kids on a sled, and call mm-hmm. me if you got anything you want to discuss. What matters most? Share your feedback. This this is the guy who controls the money, the head money guy in the state of Indiana. This is why. And this is when people, well, I got to vote. You know, I got to vote for a Republican. I can't have a Democrat in there. It might be really bad. And they might really spend a lot of my money and they might raise my taxes. And they're doing all this stuff. These people don't care about you or your money at all. $15,000 for kids on a sled. And what's he going to do when you call anyway? You're oh, not going to get through. Well, okay. And if you do, what, are you going to leave a message with one of his assistants? So here's the last time I attempted to talk to Jeff Thompson. Here's what happened. And this was whenever the gas tax was, mm-hmm. six, five months ago, six months ago. I sent an email. I received basically no response. And then about three weeks later, I got a phone call. I then proceeded to take that phone call. Mm-hmm. And it was the longest 20 minutes of my life in which I almost <laughs> considered veering off Interstate 60, 465. And I would have probably done so had I not potentially caused harm to other motorists because I 
he proceeded to tell me for 20 minutes how even though he was sitting on $1,500 of my money, I should feel really grateful that I'm getting 200 of it back, and he can't suspend the gas tax because there's no other way to fund the roads unless they keep raising taxes on me every single year. This is the person who controls money in the state. He has been there forever. He has been there since the earth was young. He is only there because his daddy was a super powerful lawmaker. The guy has the creativity and the intelligence of a potted plant, and these are the people who run our state. You know, you'd think at this time of year, there would at least be some sort of holiday greeting or something on it. Like it's a Christmas it's card. Kids on a sled, Casey. Yeah, kids on a sled. Kids on a sled. Oh, but you can also see his Twitter account as well. All right, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Twitter pointed out that I made an egregious mistake. Yeah. Money changes everything. Mm -hmm. Which should be our state song. We should get a get past my Indiana home and they should sing this at the Indy 500. Jeff Thompson, do you hear this? In honor of our state legislature, we should have, uh, we should do that. But that is the best Cindy Lauper song. So thank you to whoever that was on Twitter who pointed that out. Wouldn't wouldn't this be the perfect state song Mm -hmm. for these greedy little underhanded individuals who just take from us um, as much from us as humanly possible they can get away with every single year. Wouldn't that just be the perfect song for the Indiana Republican Party? I like it. They got a new theme song. Absolutely. There, I think there's also maybe a, a federal theme song that we could have. It was by a band called Missing Persons and it was called What Are Words For? Oh, yeah. When no one listens anymore. Yeah. What are words for? Doesn't matter. Just yeah. make them up as you go along, like Karine Jean Pierre did with her her latest word. Did you hear that by Carmel? Yeah, yeah, by Carmel. By Carmel. Yes. Yeah. It's twenty two minutes after ten with Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. So the first lady was busy. She was welcoming the teachers union leaders to the White House. So the audience was virtual, but Jill Biden sat with Randy Weingarten, who is the president of the American Federation of Teachers and also the president of the National Education Association, Becky Pringle. And at one point. Joe Biden reached out and and grabbed Weingarten's hand, and then they hugged, and then they started brushing each other's hair. (laughs) They didn't really hug or brush each other's hair, but it felt like it was going to be one of those moments. Would you rule it out? I mean, this is why. Okay, so we're going to play we're going to play this clip of Randy Weingarten, who is the head of the the teacher's largest nation's largest teacher teachers Mm -hmm, union. mm -hmm. And when when you hear people make the argument, well. School board races should be nonpartisan. The Teachers Association overwhelmingly gives to known and identified Democrats and Democrat-related causes. Mm -hmm. There is, and it is happening, wake up in school districts all in Indianapolis and all across central Indiana. There is no more partisan event than the school board races. But because the Republicans here, in in addition to being absolutely addicted to confiscating as much of your money and using it for legalized vote buying as possible, are also petrified of angry red-shirted teachers because every time they come to the statehouse and say something mean to them, Republicans crawl under a desk and apologize for having any sort of ideas, will not do the right thing, which is make the school board races partisan. Randy, Randy Weingarten is a a total stooge and a hack. Listen, she says Biden is better than FDR. Listen to this. But I want to just say for a second what you and what the president has done. I mean, I can't even remember all the mnemonics 
of all the things that have been done. It is, I'm a history teacher, it is more than any other president since FDR and maybe more than FDR. (laughs) Joe Biden, Joe Biden is more important in American history Mm -hmm. than the guy who led us to victory in the Second World War. You can say whatever you want about FDR's domestic stuff. A lot of it was a total disaster and set this country back and has and has put us in the position we're in today domestically. But whatever you want to say, much like Lincoln winning the Civil War, Mm -hmm. FDR did a phenomenal job coming up, working with our allies to come up with a plan to win what at one point seemed like an almost unwinnable uh, war. And and the idea that you would compare Joe Biden, who's done nothing. He's done nothing of any substance. Certainly nothing good for the country. Well, there is one thing that Biden and Roosevelt do agree on. They both share the belief that the federal government should be relied upon to help Americans. And you know what? When Biden was running for president, he cited the Roosevelt presidency as inspiration for what he hopes to achieve. So for her to say, to compare Biden to FDR, you know what this was? Yeah. Well, sure it is. And, and, this, and this is what I'm saying is mm-hmm. there, the idea... When people tell you that school board races should be nonpartisan, you have my permission to laugh in their face. And when you do say, this is from Rob Kendall, ha! Because this woman and the organization that she runs Mm -hmm. is wholly partisan, wholly political, and wholly in the tank for radical left-wing lunatic Democrats. And that is why they have been able to take over school boards and school administrations across this country, including here in central Indiana. Well, and let's not forget that she's the woman who forgot about the pandemic lockdowns. I mean, she didn't mention that at all. She was the one who was against schools reopening post-COVID. She was the one who created the mask mandates on school districts. And she's the one who promoted critical race theory. And... uh, between between the American Federation of Teachers and the National Education Association, they gave over $40 million to support Democrats. All right, voicemails. We got some great voicemails. You people, uh, though, they I told, step up their game. We refused to play voicemails yesterday because there's nothing good, and people really stepped up. Excellent. Okay, we're going to get to those next from 93 WIBC. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. It is time to hear from you with our voicemails. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. People really upped their game the last day. Proud of I you. challenged everyone yesterday. I got mad. It was like, you know, it was like making people sit the bench. I pulled a Bob Knight. People <laughs> did not perform up to the level we expect on this show. And I said, screw all you people. I'm not putting any of these terrible calls on the air. And people really responded uh today with mm-hmm. the voicemails. We got a bevy of calls about a bevy of topics. And well, this person asked a question um, that many people have asked about why I treat Casey a little different than I treated the, the women I used to work with. Mock and chicks Daisy. On the Mock right. and Daisy, chicks on the right. Yes, we have a little bit different interaction than I had with them. Uh-huh. So uh, let's take a listen. Okay. All right, Rob, here's an inquiring minds want to know question for you. <laughs> Driving around today listening to the show, the wife asks, how come he doesn't hit on Casey like he did that other woman? <laughs> so, Rob, here's the question. That other blonde woman that used to be on the show was much older and not quite as attractive as Casey is. So why are you not hitting on Casey? Uh, is it because you're married now and the wife threatened to kick you out? 
<laughs> was it because of Micah's influence on you, or did Casey threaten to rip your arm off and beat you to death if you even tried? Yes, curious. Bye, guys. Wow. There's a lot to address there, isn't there? Shall, shall we unpack that? I think you and Mock are identical ages. I'll just start with that. Uh, I, I I don't know. Um, uh, let me just say for the record, yeah. I've, I've never met either Daisy or Mock. Um, they were gone before I got here. Maybe we'll have them I've as seen, guest hosts I've sometime. seen them on you know, their YouTube and their Twitter and uh, TikTok even. And so I just want to put respect out there for the women yeah. that came before um, because like I have done throughout my career in media have broken some glass ceilings yeah. and I know that they did that here you're, as well you're like a modern day Hillary Clinton you have pushed Ew. right through the glass ceiling Ew. congratulations um, so but I've never met them in person and what I've seen of them you oh, know they're wonderful on their social medias they're both very attractive you know what we should do at some point is and I know Daisy kick you out and well, just have the girls yes, in here. Perfect. That's even even better idea. I'm going to be out for basically the rest of the year. So go ahead, whatever you want to do. Right. I was thinking about you know how they have like the crossover shows where like Family Guy is on The Simpsons. Right. We should have a like a crossover show mm-hmm. sometime when Daisy she lives in Texas now, but right. when she's back, where everybody gets on the show together here is but yeah why don't you hit on me well What's the okay deal there Rob? and i've told this story <laughs> when i first met casey they brought casey in and we did a a, a mock show together like a, f- a, a fake a, yes. a test run and so i'm on a saturday i'm asking casey various things about her life and i'm asking her you know your family you married kids mm-hmm. and i said do you have any kids and she said yes i have a, a daughter mm-hmm. and i said oh tell me a little bit about her she said well she's 20 and she attends Purdue mm-hmm. and I said oh do you do you have any uh, photos of your daughter and Casey pulled out photos of her daughter and I looked at her and being very serious I said oh well I can get a lot of show content out of this mm-hmm. and if looks could kill <laughs> I would have been ejected off whatever floor we were on here on 40 Monument Circle mm-hmm. and it would have been like at the end of Naked Gun where the guy's laying on the where Ricardo Montalban is laying on the floor and the USC band is walking over him and I said maybe that's not just going to work here I, I, I did I did go I did go full mama bear didn't I protecting my little cub from some weird strange nearly 40 year old man that I had just met moments ago Yeah. Uh, But I think he does have a point because a lot of people have said to me that you seem to be coming into your own. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with your bride. Yeah. uh, Possibly Micah's influence. And also, um, every day when we come in, you know, Rob does the template at night and I have my own notes that I refer to. And at the very top of my own notes, it says the date. Kendall and Casey, WIBC, and then Rob's Time to Shine. Oh, that's very nice of you. But we all know everybody mostly listens for you. Uh, I I don't know about Uh, that. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, Somebody asked an interesting question because we have talked before about the idea of people that are not Republican or Democrat, potentially, you know, heaven forbid, an independent thinker holding a statewide office at some point. And somebody asked an interesting question about that possibility. Hi, Rob. Had a question. What is the point of electing a libertarian governor? You know, you said it yourself. Indiana's governor is constitutionally weak. It only takes a simple majority to override a veto. And the governor cannot write laws. That's the job of the legislature. 
when you take a look at a libertarian governor, they would have to work with Republican leadership in the House and the Senate because Republicans hold a supermajority and quorum in both the state House and the state Senate. So again, what's the point of electing a libertarian governor? Also, if you're the Libertarian Party, wouldn't you want to build up your positions in the state House and state Senate really before you would put all your chips in on governor? Just thought it'd be an interesting question. Well, first of all, you shouldn't just elect someone because they're a Libertarian. You know, I mean, it's not going to happen this time when you've got Eric Doden, who believes teachers should not pay any taxes and you should pay more and silent Suzanne and billionaire Braun. I mean, those three total zeros, the libertarian is likely going to be a better choice, especially if rainwater runs again. You should pick the person who's best for the job, regardless of the party, whatever person is most adherent to the Constitution, limited government, liberty and freedom, low taxes, things like that. If accidentally that happens to be a Republican, then you should totally vote for that person. This person's right that the governor, by constitutional definition in the state, is limited. However, as the Republicans have proven in this state with Eric Holcomb, where he shut the state down, tried to put you in jail for not wearing a mask, let a domestic terrorist write part of the police reform bill, etc., that they don't care about the Constitution or what's supposed to happen or how it's supposed to work. And a libertarian might actually make republicans behave like republicans or an independent of, of, of any sort someone who might actually force the republican party to do things or at least weigh in on things that the republican party is supposed to supposed to to be about in their party platform like again i'm just using rainwater because he's going to likely be the nominee for the libertarians again let's say he were to somehow be elected governor and his proposal is let's get rid of property taxes I want to see the Republican Party as a collective with a governor putting forward an official proposal to eliminate property taxes. Say, no, 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 we think property taxes are great. Let's make those people weigh in. Let's see a proposal to eliminate income taxes and hear the Republican Party go, no, 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 we think income taxes are really good. Let's see a proposal to eliminate or repeal the gas tax back to where it was before Holcomb and the Republicans took super majorities and the governor's office. I want to see the Republicans say, no, 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 we think high taxes are really good. They are the party of high taxes. They are the party of big government. And they get away with it because it's a club sport where they're calling all the shots in the club. Well, the accountability meeting begins on January 3rd. And to your point you have to hire the best person for the job and the one that runs closest to your ideas right. and your needs who cares what party it is if the i've never understood this where yeah okay this guy's markedly better than or this woman is markedly better but the letter's different so what i can't vote for that that, that has just always been weird to me uh yesterday we talked for some reason Leonard Skinner. Why did we talk about Leonard Skinner? Something oh, they happened. were trending because they're going to be performing at Ruhoff. Oh yes, this summer with, with ZZ Top and yes. um, Uncle Cracker. Yeah, pretend ZZ Top mm-hmm. and pretend Leonard Skinner <laughs> are together. Now at least ZZ Top, two of the three are still there, so okay, mm-hmm. uh, I, I will. Uh, okay, fine. But Leonard Skinner, we mm-hmm. pointed out, may, maybe one of the originals is left. I don't know. I don't think there's any, but maybe there's one and the main guy is not there anymore and hasn't been for a long time. I, I didn't know we were going to be talking about the makeup of the band. I would have done more skin well, research. But, 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 but the, the main guy, this, Ronnie Van Zant, is right. gone. And over time, either obviously many of them tragically died in a plane crash, but over the years, you know, whatever, health, illness, death, whatever, that it's it's not 
it, it it's not Leonard Skinner. And I said, I, I think that this is highly fraudulent and maybe these people should be on American Greed for well, calling themselves Leonard Skinner because it's 20, not Leonard Skinner. In 2018, they announced their farewell tour. Yeah, exactly. Apparently not so... so... So, I mean, is there anything I said there, Casey, that you would say, Rob, you're really out of line by saying if none or, or one of the, just one of the original member or none and the main guy and they're not in the band anymore and haven't been for years and years and years that, that, that that's kind of kind of deceptive right is that is it is anything out of bounds about this no you're, well you're, somebody was very upset okay. at me rob kendall thank you for your diatribe about leonard skinner i want to thank you for sucking every last bit of joy out of life as we know it today that is awesome I never knew a curmudgeon could be that young, but by golly, you are a go-getter for sure. So, so here's so here's the question then: It's "Sweet Home Alabama," one of the best songs ever written. Sure. Absolutely, right. it's 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 fine. No, you know, it's it's awesome. A su- it's totally overplayed, and a southern man doesn't need him around anyhow. And we all know the lyrics, and that's fine. But it's like if I go to a Bears game, mm-hmm. I'm not. I, wh- why don't I just say, "Well, I'm going to see the '85 Bears." No, I'm going to see a really crappy Bears team that is one of the two or three worst teams in the league. I don't get to say I'm going to see the 85 Bears because the reality is it's not the 85 Bears. None of these people play in the league anymore. They haven't for decades. You're not going to see Leonard Skinner. You're going to see a bunch of people who call themselves Leonard Skinner. Mm-hmm. And the main guy who is the lead singer and, and wrote most of the songs, his brother is now the lead singer. Yeah, that, 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 like, <laughs> Why is that my fault? You know what? I... I, I got to disagree with you, though, that it's overplayed because I think Sweet Home Alabama, one of the best songs ever, and it does, it does not have a high burn. It does not have a high it's burn. It's not overplayed. It tests well, through the roof, Rob. Didn't uh, Sweet Home Alabama influence Warren Zevon? What? Uh, Werewolves of London. What are you talking about? Like what Sweet are you Home talking Alabama. about? I, you, you, one of his favorites influenced by one of the bands that he's done with. I have yeah. never heard that in the history of ever. And you are... Hammer's next. (laughs) Are we done here? All right. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Do you think she needs to change the lyrics to that one? Girls just want to have fun to gender fluid. People just want to have fun. (laughs) It's not really gender neutral here, is it? Uh, But no, I heard you talking about Cyndi Lauper earlier, and I want a piece of the Cyndi Lauper conversation here. (laughs) You want a piece of that? Because, Rob, I know, like myself, you are a fellow fan of the professional wrestling. We love the kayfabe era, 1980s, early 90s professional wrestling. Right. Now, we're not quite Mega Mondo Kyle Wells, but we're into it. So I maintain that you would not have the product today. Like the company would have shut down decades ago had it not been for the partnership Mm -hmm. of Cyndi Lauper with back then the WWF. The Rock and Wrestling Connection. You had MTV, the personalities from MTV were on there. Ozzy Osbourne was on there. That was a huge deal for both because they had such a crossover audience. And this was when MTV was kind of coming into its own, Mm -hmm. right? This was when, one, they actually showed music. And two, it was like the pop 
sensation. I want my MTV. Like Dire Straits is putting that in songs and it becomes the catchphrase. Mm-hmm. And arguably the biggest pop star in the planet, Cindy Lauper, she takes Captain Lou Albano right. and puts Captain Lou and her girls just want to have fun video. And then she was getting involved in the matches. You had the war to settle the score, which was on MTV. It was interesting, this Vice documentary on Vince McMahon was on last night. It was kind of a stinker. There was nothing really new in there. But when you go back and watch that, you realize how amazing it is that dude is Walt Disney. Like, right, if you could have met Walt Disney, Vince McMahon is Walt Disney, except he did wrestling instead of make cartoons. And that is basically what the guy did was he made movies that were disguised as wrestling matches. It went from being just like a physical sideshow to a soap opera for dudes. Yeah. And again, bringing it back to Cindy Lauper, the product you have today, there's no WrestleMania, there's no none of that crap without her getting involved, MTV getting involved, and you needed a bad guy. Yeah. Like, for instance, on this show, like, Casey, you're the Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Rob is the Rowdy Roddy yeah, Piper. Yeah. Like, you have to have that bad guy. And Piper used to say to Hogan, there would have been no you if there hadn't been a me. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And the reason people got, you know, excited about this whole, you know, partnership was Rowdy Roddy Piper would, like, go at Cindy Lauper. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's all choreographed, right? But she would come in the ring, and he'd throw her yeah. across the ring and take the gold record and hit it against Captain Lou's head. Hey, did you hear our big news about the show? What's that? We had some, uh, uh, we got an award. We were uh, a Bar- major Bar- award. Barrett <laughs> News. Barrett mm-hmm. News Media's number eight midday Talk station in the entire talk show in the entire country. Well done. Now here's the thing. Tony yesterday, I guess, won something in the morning for Barrett News Media. He got number two. Mm-hmm. And our boss David Woods sent out a Dickens novel about how great <laughs> Tony is. So I'm looking forward to any moment now. Our uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald, the great Gatsby, on how great the uh, Kendall and Casey show is. I don't anticipate the Hammer and Nigel show winning a damn thing because Nigel and I have well, you'll, accepted. You'll be first. No, no, we don't win awards. They don't give awards to people who do How Have You Injured Your Crotch yeah. and Lewd New Dude in the News. Yeah. So we just consider ourselves the people's champ. We'll take our fantastic <laughs> ratings, we'll take the amazing revenue, we keep the lights on in this building, mm-hmm. and we'll be the people's champ. But Seriously, don't they roll over dead for cats all the time? And isn't it time for us to get a little equal treatment here since we were on basically the same list he was on? If there were a merchandise store here at WIBC, something we've been begging for a long time, I would want Kendall and Casey wear number eight shirts. (laughs) We're number eight. We're number eight. I didn't mean to derail you, but I wanted to make sure that I got your take on that. You have something with Cindy Lauper you'd like to discuss. Last thing on Cindy Lauper, I heard you talking about how we should change the state song earlier. Mm -hmm. Money Money changes everything. Yes. In my mind, I can see Jim Cornelison walking up to the Indy 500 with the Purdue band (laughs) performing that song. But two very underrated Cyndi Lauper songs. Don't say she bop. No. Okay, good. Uh, That's a hit, but it's not, I don't think it's an underrated song. Uh, These are not the signatures, but they're some of my favorites. See if you can guess what this first one is. Goonies. Yes. Are good enough. The Truffle Shuffle. Yeah. How can you not love the Goonies? And this was like the signature song on that soundtrack. All right, now number two, this one's a little bit more of a, a slower uh, one, I but drove this all was night. a radio giant. This mm-hmm. thing was on every five seconds. We have a no 
through the night. Bingo. Yeah. Right there. So ever since you guys started talking about Cindy Lauper earlier, I kind of went down a rabbit hole. Yeah. I started thinking about wrestling and songs, and it's bizarre the path that a show can take you on throughout mm-hmm. the course of a day. Uh, Cindy Lauper, 100 times more talented than Madonna. Not even close. You think so? Oh, yeah. Songwriting, actual being a musician, mm-hmm. and... Madonna was popular because she was hot and provocative. Yeah, you're right, 100%. I mean, she was like, now I'm with Rodman, now I'm with Sean Penn, now I'm, you know, whoever. And, like, she bragged about it. I'm a material girl. I'm hot, here I am, I do crazy things. Mm -hmm. That's Madonna. Yeah, and Cindy Lauper, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about this during the break, I mean, at one point... She was at least in a, uh, she was straight, I I don't know, but she was in a heterosexual relationship. Because time after time was about a breakup. So if you were, I'm saying this, if you were a dude, you looked at Madonna and it was almost like the girl you would like think about hooking up with, but Cyndi Lauper is the girl you would be in a relationship and marry. Does that sound weird? Did I just make a terrible analogy there? No, I think you made sense. No, I used to do a morning show with a guy. You can say that was a terrible analogy. No, we won't hold good. against you. I did a morning show with a guy who actually went to high school with Madonna in oh. Michigan and he said that she was very quiet and very kind of... How did she become British? Because that <laughs> chick, her name is Madonna Ciccone from Michigan mm-hmm. and then at some point in the 90s she became British. Isn't it weird all the stuff she's done to herself? She looks like an alien now. And I know you guys have talked about this before. She shaved There's her eyebrows or bleached them or something. Nothing wrong with aging right. gracefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong at all. Yeah. Like, you look at Madonna now, and she looks like one of those plastic, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, AI things, like artificial intelligence. It looks like an alien almost. And you, and I've talked about this before, like at weddings and stuff, these young chicks are doing the Botox and all this stuff now, and it's... It's not good for you. You know, there's no reason for you to be doing that. If you're 25 years old, there is no reason for you to be doing that. You are fine. Right. Just take care of yourself and it's going to be okay. There's nothing wrong with aging gracefully and looking hot as you get older. What's coming up on your award-winning show this afternoon? We are loaded today. We've got uh, Bill O'Reilly coming on with us this afternoon. We're going to have a big chat with Bill. How did you become friends with Bill O'Reilly? Like, you guys are buddies. Friend of the show, Bill yeah. O'Reilly. He loves us. Hey, you're talking to the guy who DMs the Ayatollah, so he That's knows everybody. True. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got that. We've got Casey coming by for the side piece. We've got uh, Tony Kennett. A lot of shenanigans happening with schools right now. <laughs> we are loaded up today. All right. Thank you, Hammer. You're listening to Kennett. Ellen Casey on 93 WIBC.